What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Well, hello, New Vision. I'm excited to be with you today as we continue our podcast series through the book of Acts. My name is Scott Reader. I'm one of the pastors here at New Vision, and I'm the director of our care ministry, which includes both biblical counseling and care and support groups here at New Vision. Before I read today's text, I just want to say quickly that I often tell our counselors that we have two primary goals every time we enter into a counseling relationship. Whether it's individual or marital, male or female, young or old, I tell them we seek above all to connect them to God and connect them to God's people. First, we connect them to God. Why? Because every issue, every relationship is made right through a right relationship with our Creator, with the Mighty Counselor. And then we seek to connect them to God's people. This is because we're created for community. We're not designed to live in isolation. God has created us as relational beings who in community we find support and encouragement and fellowship and prayer and we laugh and we celebrate in community, but we also cry and mourn in community as well. So living in community creates belonging and connection. And and it also normalizes our struggles and even our suffering. See, sometimes we feel like we're the only ones going through something until we meet others who have similar struggles. So make no mistake, we are not designed to survive in isolation. Well, I believe that Acts 2, 42 through 47 presents one of the most beautiful pictures of Christian community found anywhere in Scripture. These passages shared immediately after the birth of the church, which was just covered in recent podcasts, demonstrate for us how the early Christians lived out their faith in a communal way. And so as I read this glimpse into the early church, I want you to listen carefully to the characteristics that are kind of emphasized here. And don't miss the deep sense of unity and mutual support that existed among the members of this early Christian community. So listen carefully as I read Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, and I'll be reading from the ESV version of the scripture. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. What a beautiful description of Christ-centered living. What a beautiful picture of, of Christian community as a place where believers come together, support, encourage, love one another in their shared faith in Christ. Let's just take a quick look at a few of the primary characteristics and benefits worth mimicking here in our own lives. First, we understand that people living in gospel-centered community, they find themselves centered on the word of God as a daily practice. 
Verse 42 stated that this community was devoted to the apostles' teaching. And this means in part they were committed to getting together regularly and learning and studying the teaching of the apostles. They were students of God's word together in community. Next, we see the characteristic of fellowship. And many of you know the Greek word used for fellowship in this passage is koinonia. That word means close association or partnership. And fellowship involves believers coming together to spend time with one another, sharing meals and supporting one another. And this fellowship was more than just a social get-together. It was more of this deep spiritual connection among believers who shared a common purpose and mission. And, and I would add that this fellowship would likewise be extended to the outside community. It was evangelistic to those who were curious to know more about the Christian faith. So we have first uh, devotion to the apostles' teaching. We have fellowship. And next, we have a regular practice of the breaking of bread. And this refers to the celebration of the Lord's Supper or communion, which was a regular practice of the early Christian church where believers together remembered and proclaimed the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. So from a community perspective, it was an opportunity for these believers to reaffirm their commitment uh, to the gospel message of salvation through Christ and to one another. Well, the next mark of this early church was prayer. Prayer was a vital part of the life of the early church. It was a way for believers to communicate with God and to seek his guidance and provision. Prayer is certainly uh, for many an individual and a personal thing, but here we see it's also a communal thing. These early Christians come together praying together. They share their praises and their petitions with one another. Again, fostering this sense of unity and support of each other and uh, acknowledging their dependence on God. Prayer was a way that these early Christians could seek God's guidance in their mission, which was to grow together and to grow the church. Next, uh, we see this practice of, of sharing. These community members shared their possessions and resources with one another, ensuring that everyone had what they needed. And listen, sharing possessions was rooted in the belief that ultimately everything belonged to God and they were merely stewards of what they had. The, the early Christians recognized that they had a responsibility to care for one another and to provide for those in need. So again, we're, we're not just talking about sharing as a practical way to meet the needs of others, but it was more of a way for them to express their love and their compassion for one another. And this practice of sharing with one another no doubt fostered a sense of unity and community. It, it created a spirit of generosity and sacrificial love. Everyone's needs were considered and met, and furthermore, it was a powerful witness to the world how people are called to, to love for and care for one another. Next, we understand that this was a worshiping community. The community praised and worshiped God together. They recognized that God is holy and deserving of their worship and their praise. Worshiping in the early Christian community was not just a private and individual practice, but it was, again, a communal practice. These believers would come together singing hymns and psalms and praying and hearing the preaching of the word. 
And this uh, worshiping together would, again, help them foster this sense of unity and support. It would serve to deepen their relationships with God and with one another. Well, finally, perhaps the most important thing that we see here in this community of believers is as a result of living out their faith in this healthy and attractive, loving one another kind of way, we see growth. Acts 2.47 says, And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. When the watching world observed how this Christian community loved one another, it was attractive. It was attractive to those who were seeking a deep sense of belonging and purpose in their lives. And so as early Christians shared the gospel message and lived out their faith through uh, through coming together and living their lives together, others were drawn to them and to the message of Jesus Christ. The early Christian community became a powerful witness to the world of the transformative power of the gospel. And this growth was not only numerical, it was also spiritual. Believers were devoted to these practices and they grew in their faith and the, their love for God and their love for one another and ultimately their commitment to sharing the gospel with the world. So what's the application here? Well, quite honestly, all this is found in a community of faith that is still God's church. Teaching, learning, fellowship, communion, praying together, sharing with each other, worshiping together. And as a result of being connected to that kind of community, God will continue to grow his kingdom for his glory. Now, if you've been at New Vision for very long, we tell you this all the time because it is a big church and it's easy to get lost in all the activity and all the large spaces. So we say time and time again, we want you to be in a group. That's how we care for you. That's how we care for each other. That's how we teach each other and love one another and fellowship with one another. And those are the spaces that are vital to the growth of New Vision and vital to the growth in your life and greater than that in the kingdom of God for his glory. Thank you for joining the New Vision podcast today. And I pray you'll tune back in Monday as we continue to journey through the book of Acts. Thank you guys for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. As always, we hope that you heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk and reflect Christ in your everyday steps. To find out more information about New Vision, you can go to newvisionlife.com or follow us on Instagram at newvisionlife. Again, we're for you, we love you, and we look forward to seeing you back here on Monday.